Hi, I'm Sean. I'm Alan. And I'm Victoria. Join us every Monday as we tell the tale of a new and exciting cult. This is Once, Once Upon, Upon a, a Cult! Once upon a time, there was a very handsome man, and he hated ten things about you. And he hated those ten things about you so much, he decided, I'm going to make a group to make this world a better place. <laughs> did he hate ten things about you, or did he hate ten things about himself, you think? About you specifically. Me specifically? Okay, maybe I need to join his group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So t- hi, hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I miss your face, I'm- both of your faces. Aww, <laughs> but mostly your butts. Aww, aww. <laughs> so tonight, kiddos, we're here to talk about Andrew Keegan. Yes, and full circle. Yeah, full circle. Why do you look confused that we're talking about Andrew Keegan? I don't know. Me? I was like, how did you see me? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just always look confused. Okay. So, yeah, he started his own group called Full Circle based in Venice. But I think we have to take a jump back real quick to better understand where this group came from. Yes, please tell us. Okay. So this was originally founded in, of all places, Ojai, California. (laughs) Now, I don't know about you... But I know someone from Ojai that grew up there, and she's a little questionable. Who grew up in Ojai? Jesse. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was founded by Robert Goddard in the 60s, and then I don't think it really got too much like off the ground when he started this group, but Goddard's son, Gunner, Gunner Goddard, that's a name, <laughs> Right? That's fun. Gunnar Goddard met Andrew Keegan and kind of told him some information about his father's Full Circle. And the two of them together basically started Full Circle. They call it Full Circle Venice because it's in Venice Beach. And then Andrew Keegan was the businessman behind this group. He had all the moolah. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't have much, though. No. Like, like, he invested his whole life savings, and I think it was, like, $150,000. Oh. Yeah, like, I don't know. I thought he would have had more money. More of that ten things I hate about you or in seventh heaven money, you know? Yeah. But I guess it really wasn't that much. Yeah, well, yeah. What else was he in? Camp Nowhere? Mm-hmm. He did kid movies. He dated Leanne Rhimes. Oh, did he? He did her, or he... Wait, what? He dated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said he did Leanne Rhimes. <laughs> well, if they dated, well, probably, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that was involved, yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, it usually happens when people are dating. Oh. Yeah. So, I found this group very... I guess identifiable because like a lot of what they talked about at least what I found is like healing through the spirit connecting through spirit like sharing love and like connecting through love so it's a very almost like modern day hippie group yeah well they describe themselves as let's see I wrote it down here um 
They describe themselves as, as, as advanced spiritualism mm-hmm. or the highest spiritualism founded on universal knowledge. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite part that I found is that, like, Keegan has his people um, spoon each other. Because yes. it's a way of, like, showing each other. Wait, hold hands. I didn't find that, but <laughs> please tell me, wait, why do they spoon each other? Just to, is it, like, to exchange Just energy? Because? Yeah. It's, They're all about energy, right? It's all about energy, and it's all about showing, right. like, love. So, of course, it's not talking about, like, sex, but, like, other physical forms of love. So, spooning. Oh, well, I didn't. I didn't find that. I did find though that when um, they have their meetings, though, anytime someone introduces themselves, it's not like AA kind of. I like me. I guess it is like AA kind of where you go in and you have to say your name, and then they have a response, like you say, you know, uh, "Hi, my name is so and so," and everyone says, "Hi, so and so," back. They have that too, but it's. Um, your name and I love you and they everyone says I love you back and then you have to activate um something so you're going to like activate what it is you're gonna you want to do within either that session or whatever and the response um or within your life I guess um and so like you want to say I guess it's like equivalent or kind of the same idea as manifesting because it's when you're activating something it's you putting it out there is what they were saying um so you they would say like oh i'm activating more financial success and everybody in the group would say and so it is (laughs) i really (laughs) like the response that they have and so like i would stand up and say i'm fine or i am activating financial freedom and everyone will say and so it is (laughs) and so it is i like that and so it is just boom just like that i will be and it all comes around and it all comes around full circle and everything is an expression of the creator Mm-hmm. So, and what a perfect location for this. You know, Andrew Keegan set up in the heart of Venice, which is a very artsy area. Right. Mm-hmm. In fact, we drove through Venice today, <laughs> and I kept asking Alan, like, why is that there? He's like, oh, we're in Venice. It's Venice. We're in- I'm like, <laughs> there's, like, a ballerina with a clown head on it with, yes. like, big heads on her statue in the middle of the intersection. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Well, the, it's Venice. <laughs> and the thing too is like a lot of a lot of people are there like although they're hippie, they're like rich hippies. Like they have mm. money. So right. I think that was probably one of the reasons too why they found themselves in that area. Mhm. Mhm. And so when you went to Venice today, you went to the house, correct? Well, it's not a house. It's the the actual church. Where um, okay, so I guess so they, that's what I was confused is because I'm I've seen I'm looking at a picture, and to me it looks like the picture I'm looking at is one off of their Instagram, and it says it's a church and it says you know full circle up front and they've got it above the doors but it looks like a house to me like a house that somebody re 
just kind of redid as a church. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big church at all. Like, it's probably uh, similar to, like, a, you know, a a good-sized house. Um, Okay. But, like, I think it also depends on the angle, too, because one side, there's a big mural, um, like, huge painting. Um, So you you can't really tell it's a church right upon, like, going over there. But if you do kind of, like, look at it on another angle, like, it has, like, the big, like, arched roof you know the pointed roof that you kind of see in a lot of churches mm-hmm. um and then there's also like pretty big like stained glass windows too okay yeah. okay but I, I did some more research on the oh, house it's, here's another photo from the inside with the stained glass windows yeah. it is more churchy looking yeah. interesting and i did some like research on the history of that building too before mm-hmm. before the full circle um group bought it that actually used right. to be other, like, congregations. Like, it used to be a Protestant congregation um, and then was also, uh, became a Hare Krishna temple. And I was going to say, yeah, I saw that it was a Hare Krishna temple yeah. at one point. Yeah. And then right before Full Circle bought it, it was, um, it was also bought, like, ran from another group that, like Christian fundamentalism so it was it always had like a, I guess a religious um, uh, history or you know ownership right, of it right. yeah yeah and the group moved into it in um, 2014 they started renting it and that's where they kind of started having some issues because I was listening to Andrew Keegan in an interview and like you said, he put all his money into running full circle and then somebody else bought the church and they doubled the rent that full circle had mm. to pay. Mm-hmm. So that's when they started trying to explore, well, how are we going to make this money? Because he said the church was selling for $6.5 million, which they didn't have. They wanted to mm-hmm. make it a goal to like eventually buy it. But how do we make this okay to stay here for now right I love the answer that they came up with one of the answers at least it just like it's such a hippie thing to me <laughs> so I yeah it is very uh, I hear like what definitely like what people would expect a Southern California celebrity cult to be but anyways go on yeah, so one of the things that they tried doing in 2015 is um, Andrew Keegan started selling kombucha, which mm-hmm. I did a lot of research in. Kombucha typically has around 3% or more uh, alcohol, which I did not know. So he got in trouble with the police because he was selling illegal <laughs> kombucha. <laughs> yep. That's so funny. Which was actually, though... A drink that they he argued because that that it was a drink though that they used within their ceremonies, and the milky drink, as they call it in their ceremonies, is used to clear your intentions. Yeah, I definitely think it's something to be questioned. And when I I typed in illegal kombucha in, <laughs> in Google, the only example it brought up was with Andrew Keegan. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the main issue is if anything has over 0.5% alcohol, then you have to have a liquor license. So even yes, though it's used right. as a religious thing, it still crosses that. You still yeah. need a liquor yeah, <laughs> yeah. license. 
And he did mm-hmm. argue, like, this is a religious drink that we use, so it's a shame that, like, we're being held to this standard. Yeah, because Catholic churches, I mean, for communion, they do give out wine, and that's, I believe that's alcoholic. Right, and I was wondering, what do they, obviously they don't have a liquor license per se, but how do how does the Catholic church get away with it? Because I was thinking about that too. I was yeah. like, well, I grew up even at a very young age drinking wine. Yeah, I don't in know. the name of religion. Yeah, and I and I think there's some speculation too about that whole incident because right before that, um, in Venice, there was a pretty big incident where a homeless man died, um, and mm-hmm. full circle, Andrew Keegan, like you know, spoke out against it and protested. Um, so there's some speculation that because of doing that, that's what caused the police to basically raid their their place and charge them for illegal kombucha. <laughs> I just like hearing you say <laughs> it. <laughs> it does surprise so the- me, too, because in the interview I was listening to, like, he was very keyed into Venice County, or Venice City County. <laughs> I'm making new counties. Yeah. Like, he would meet with the mayor, and he would... He said he just loved Venice so much he wanted to give back and make it a better community. Well, not only that, but um, his whole inspiration for starting this came from when he claimed that in 2011... He had a a near-death experience, and that shaped and molded him. So he claims that in 2011, he and two of his friends were attacked by a gang of six men one of which with a gun while in Venice. And it was this attack that made him realize that he needed to start a community um, outreach program within Venice. And he needed to bring community to Venice is what he saw when he was in this experience because he was in the hospital and in, in his time in the hospital he had some like weird experience or things happen and whatnot and some other things happened too later that showed him that this was his true calling and he needed to start a religion yeah and to actually kind of emphasize that whole incident too i guess what had happened was at the same time of the whole i was gonna say Gang bang, but like the, the whole incident attack. <laughs> Not in your personal life, sweetie. We're talking about Andrew Keegan. Whoops. Um, the the whole tsunami hit Japan at the same time, so he was saying that this whole occurrence, like, was was like I don't know how he would describe it, but like he he mentioned like synchronicity. Um, like mm-hmm. this happened where he got attacked, and Japan, like the tsunami hit Japan, so like. This was just a whole yeah, awakening. I had that synchronicity yeah. quote written down. He said, synchronicity, yeah. time, that's what it's all about. Whatever. The past, some other time, it's a circle. <laughs> In the center is now. That's what it's all about. That was his synchronicity quote that I had written down. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> because I, I was like, hmm. I get where he's coming from. I came home with a lot of stuff in my car, and Chris was parked in the spot, so I had to park farther. And I went to go put printer in my or ink in my printer, and it's not compatible. I'm having a bad day. I get you, Andrew Keegan. I may start a group. <laughs> we better check to see if Japan's I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so part of me wonders, though, 
Um, if Andrew Keegan truly believes, you know, in whatever message it is, he's trying to... Because I'm not 100% clear still on his message. Um, but do you think he's just trying to turn out for profit? Because he has said a couple of weird things um, that make it seem that he could be in this for the money. There was a one interview, and he, he said something along the lines. I can't remember exactly what he said. I apologize. But it was along the lines of, of um, you know, you're you're getting what you're you're financially he had to put all his money into this but it's going to be worth it for him in the long run so he talked about this as being more of an investment than just this is what I was spiritually called to do if that makes sense so I think because like thing uh, because he said things like that it makes me question is this really something you're doing for your own spirituality or is this just your get-rich-quick scheme? You know, are you taking one from the L. Ron Hubbard book? Um, I feel like if he was trying to pull an L. Ron Hubbard, he would charge members more or, like, do stuff like that, but it's free. Which he does. He's got... If you look at, like, their Instagram and their Facebook, they have sessions you can do online for, like, $22 mm-hmm. and for this you know, amount of money. And a lot of the followers are, you know, fans. Mm-hmm. I just mean for that cheap, though. Like, when we look at something like Nexium, where it's like 500 mm-hmm. to to $1,000 just mm-hmm. for a class, like, that's a get-rich True. quick scheme. Like, I feel that the church, or this, whatever you want to call it, like, they're using his celebrity to, to get new members or even, like, it's him as being like the poster child, basically. That's kind of how I see it, or my assumption of all of it, versus him mm-hmm. really like. Like I think he believes in it. If he makes illegal kombucha, yeah, he seems into <laughs> it. If he makes illegal kombucha, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the sign of a true believer, <laughs> <Yes>. right there. <laughs> you know, if this if this group promises for twenty five dollars <laughs> for a class, I get to spoon Andrew Keegan. So, while we were in Venice today, Vicky, we actually went to, it's mm-hmm. called Rose Church, is the location. And it's funny, if you look up actual pictures online, like, there's all this shrubbery, and it looks very nice with its full circle sign. This place looks like right? a dump now. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you took a picture. I did, and I'm going to post them on our okay. Insta. Um, okay. Actually, I'll start here. So Full Circle hasn't inhabited the building since 2007, February 2017. They stopped using the building and moved on. Um, it's up for sale. And we actually were taking pictures of the building when this rich, hippie little lady <laughs> walked up to <laughs> us. And she was so cute. She's like, yeah. where are you guys from? Are you visiting from out of town? We're like, we're from Azusa and we're from Lawndale. She's like, that's not far. I want to be like, I never said it was <laughs> I far. Know. You said it. Right? Like, nobody <laughs> said we were a tourist. But um, she kind of, like, gave us a little info on it. She told us, like, she kept being kind of weird with me because she doesn't know our beliefs. But she's like, I don't know if you believe in this kind of thing, but... Don't go in there. We were like, why? She's <laughs> yeah. like, there's just a really weird feeling. It doesn't feel right. You know, there's 
there's something in there. I don't know well, if you now believe I this. Go in there. Right? I want to go in there. <laughs> right? I was like, well, don't tell me that because now I just want to go in there, lady. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't even have the conversation, and now I want to go in there. Yeah. And this was from her point of view, but she said like when they were there, and she couldn't remember. She's like, I think, I think it was run by some movie star and we were like yeah Andrew Keegan <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but um she said while they were there like there's always like a big group of people and they always seem like they were on she said mushrooms or some sort of drug because they just seem kind of too happy but also kind of lazy in a way mm-hmm. and she said there's a big fight there we tried as a research yeah. what it might have been but we couldn't lock in on anything specifically I wonder well, okay, I had heard, too, that they also do ayahuasca. Oh. So, maybe that was what the drug they were on. Can you tell what they were really... the boys and girls at home what ayahuasca is? I can try. Um, it's from what I understand, because obviously I've never done it. But it's a psychedelic plant <clears throat> that is done through more like of a Native American type ritual, right? It's neat. It's correct me when I'm wrong because I know I'm going to be. But it's a psychedelic that is used for its healing power for the the mind. Um, there is actually, too, a really good um, show on Netflix called Unwell, and they do an episode on ayahuasca. And I think I've talked about it before, but, um, but you basically, they, they brew it into like a drink, and it's like a thick, dark drink, and you drink it, and for the next four hours, you experience this, the, your body kind of goes through this healing process of the mind and it really kind of opens up your mind and you have like you know the I guess the high off of it I don't know what the high would be feeling like you know but anyways but I assume that you get a high off some sort off of it some people purge and throw up but it's it's like this whole healing process so you had me at thick and dark Ooh, that's your type (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it was funny, too, though, because then at the end of her little, like, cryptic warning, she told us we should go to a spiritual center down the street because when she's there, she said she feels like she's floating. So I was really interested (laughs) in, like, are you part of a spiritual group? Right. What group is this? Which group? I need to get my notebook out. Hold on. (laughs) Speak into the mic. It's not recording. Right? (laughs) Did you? I was just gonna say, did you get this woman's name, like, and her phone number? I feel like we have so many questions for her. No, we didn't. But she was sweet. It was mm-hmm. nice of her to stop and give us somewhat of a history lesson. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I just wanted to warn you guys because I, I, you seem like nice guys. You seem really cool. I like you, and yeah. So she, she liked us. Yeah, she. I'll. I'll tell this to the listeners. We're actually recording this on election day. So we actually went to Venice during election day and she warned us that there are already a few explosions. So (laughs) she was worried for our safety and wanted us to make sure we were in a safe area. Mm. Yeah. Where were there explosions? I don't know. 
She said, she seemed like one of those people, though, that, like, just says stuff to, like, get you going. Because we mm-hmm. drove around a little bit, and we didn't see anything. We saw some places were, like, boarding up their windows, but no signs of an yeah. explosion. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some places um, boarding up and whatnot. I don't remember where, but there was a polling area that was um, impacted because a pipe under the building burst. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so maybe that's what she was talking about. Well, that's in Pennsylvania. I think it was Yeah, I know, but you know how those crazies in Venice are. Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to happen here for for people to be concerned. <laughs> so I did look into, I went down this bunny trail to try to see, like, what happened to Full Circle after they lost right, Rose I was Church. curious. They kind of just, it seems like, maybe also this is because of COVID majorly, but it seems like everything is run virtually now like there's zoom yeah yeah, a bunch of things that's what i got i was gonna say it seems that everything right now and i couldn't tell if it was just right now or if it was just in the grand scheme of things but it did strike me as they had moved to an online presence and they have a i think a significant size following their face group or facebook group has over ten thousand members uh their instagram page has over 6,000 so I don't know it's, if that's any kind of like without knowing too much about what goes on behind closed doors of course it seems like a pretty like benign group with a pretty positive message yeah it does I think the only thing they really have to worry about is you know they should probably get a liquor license if they're ever going to sell kombucha <laughs> Again, but other than that, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't strike me as anything dangerous or worrisome. Yeah. So would you say this one is not a cult? Um, I, I wouldn't say that they are a cult. I don't feel that they're dangerous in any way and I don't feel that they really have a belief system you know like I know you know he talks about like oh your energy and putting the energy out there but there's no standardized like following uh, procedures and you're free to kind of come and go it seems yeah I read I I read something that said there's no overarching like spirituality and the closest that it would be compared to would be like Buddhism where it's just kind of like we need to be good for ourselves and for the world and make it a better place Mm -hmm. what did you think I didn't think it was a cult Um, I think it's interesting that when you search it um, all the media automatically labels it as a cult just because yeah. it's a spiritual group. But there's no no evidence of, you know, members being forced to stay against their will or being as, um, extorted for money or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like... In fact, just the opposite when it comes to money, because it seems like he did not want to ask his members for money, but he did try to look for funding. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it looked like they do a lot of like crowd sourcing or um, whatever those called. Um, when you ask, like Kickstarter, yeah, like Kickstarter is like it sounds like mm-hmm. that's a lot the source of a lot of their income. Yeah, but that I think is a, I'm kind of okay with that, you know. Yeah, you're not forcing anyone. So, it's all voluntary. Right, it's all voluntary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas we've seen other groups, and it's like a mandatory ten to twenty percent of your income goes to to your group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this was an interesting group. I think if I had a group like this near me and I had more time, I might even be inclined to join it just because it gives them this purpose and they're mm-hmm. they're helping their community, really. And you get to spoon yeah, with Andrew Yeah, I was going to say, they really are more about helping their community, it seems, than anything else. So I think in terms of, you know, cults that we've looked at, this one was kind of, like you said, benign and a little tame and whatnot, but I'm kind of glad we, we looked at it because it is nice to see groups out there kind of like this that look to do good mm-hmm. because they really do encourage their community to go out and volunteer and whatnot and, and other things like that. But Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I got distracted by a background noise. <laughs> Well, to me, guys, this is kismet because this is coming out. You love that word. I love that word. I love kismet. But I actually, I got asked to be on another podcast this week, this Friday the 13th. And it's on Retro, Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tongue tie. Um, I got asked to talk about the X-Men 90s cartoon. And I thought, oh. what a great week for Andrew Keegan, X-Men 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, he was all, like, I remember in the 90s, you he was everywhere. Did you, like, you probably didn't, but I had all those, like, Bop and Tiger Heat magazines. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Didn't you? You didn't? You didn't, like, plaster your walls with posters of... Boys in bands? I didn't. I I was still in the closet with my dad until I was, like, 19. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Well, when I was, like, 12, 13, like, all of my allowance went to buying magazines at the grocery store. And that was, like, the only way my parents could get me to go to the grocery store with them. Um, I'll be like, well, they're like, come on, go to the grocery store with us. And I'll be like... Can I get a magazine? <laughs> and they're like, all right, fine. And uh, it was always like, my, well, okay, first off, my thing was Hanson. But I remember those magazines, and it was like different articles for different boys, you know? And Andrew Keegan, he was always in there, you know, with those that hair and all that. Mm-hmm. Girls loved Andrew Keegan. <laughs> I can't wait to get spooned by him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That should be your um, your greeting. Hello. Would you like to spoon me? No, I mean in your introduction <laughs> in the Are church. Are you Borat? <laughs> Speaking of which, did you watch that new Borat movie? Of course. I knew you did. Were you like, oh? Yes. I was. But then I was also like not surprised. Yeah, it was great. It was really great. Yeah. So what are we talking about next week? 
What are we talking about next week? Nexium. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. So with a lot of new information coming out about Nexium, like the show The yeah. Vow with um, Keith Ranieri's um, trial, we thought, hey, why don't we Let's update our listeners on what is going on? Yes. Yeah, because there's definitely been some really interesting uh, things going on there in mm-hmm. the world of Nexium. So, let's go back. And I said, hey, <laughs> what's going on? Oh, wow. <laughs> it, for a moment, it sounded like Rachel was there singing. That was Rachel. <laughs> oh, okay. Where can people find us? On the internet. <laughs> through, through the Google. Through the Google, that's right. Thank you, Alan. Through the Google. <laughs> Actually, if you do put us in the Google, in the little box that comes up, I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> but if you really want to know, I guess you could go to www.onceuponacult.com or check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Once Upon a Cult. How was that? That was good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Colties, it's been a pleasure, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.